Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. So this is an exciting show. It's exciting because I've got Montez Miller coming up. So welcome to Get Out There, Get Known podcast. Again, I am Dr. Pam Perry, and I'm excited because Montez is a real superstar. Okay, she really is. And she's so modest. She's so humble. She's met from presidents to Rita Franklin to everybody in between, right? But she's still so down to earth. And I'm a little nervous because she is also a super producer, right? She's a super producer for many, many years. So I'm trying to do my little stream yard stuff and trying to get the podcast going, streaming live on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. And it's like, no, she's a real super producer. She used to produce Video Soul uh, from way back in the day, BET with Donnie Simpson. I don't know if you remember that. We'll kind of get into that. But she has made the she's an og in the media space like really like one of the the goats and it's something to say about people who make that pivot and continue to make the pivot and stay on top of things especially as fast as everything goes so we're going to talk about how people get out there get known and she has seen it all so with that i'm going to bring up montez miller Oh, wow. Hey, Pam, how are you? That was a hot open. Let the producer me come out. I got to tell you, that was a fantastic opening. That was hot. It's almost like you got to replay that again. That was absolutely wonderful. For real. That was something that I was nervous about because I was like adding the music to the countdown and then I was pulling this in. It was like, take the music down, off the countdown, put in this one. And you know, the voiceover was Mark Perry, right? That was a really? Yes, that was Mark. Come on, Mark. He was trying to be like a Donnie Simpson back in the day, okay? (laughs) That was very well put together. The energy was definitely there and uh, thank you. Uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to share your space. Yes. Really, this is awesome. Hometown, Detroit Motown. (laughs) So I know you and I've known you for many years. Always love you. Kind of give us a little bit of the background. I told him that you were a super producer at a former BET uh, producer, videographer, photographer, all things. I didn't read the formal bio, but you can read it below. So you can kind of, you know, I I, sometimes, you know, I let people say you can read the bio here. But I do want to say that some of the things recently that you have done. Um, Your images were featured in a commercial featuring Jennifer Hudson. Um, You were responsible for the Queen of Soul and her first appearance on BET. Um, You know, some of the things you work with, some of the heavy Ds like Janet Jackson, okay, Patti LaBelle, Diddy, uh, New Edition, all the ones that make the girls like, ah, you know, that kind of thing. But 30 years in the entertainment industry, that is no easy feat and it can be crazy. It can make you crazy and it can be crazy. So how did you stay sane and all that? Because you're still grounded, always have been, 
really doing the thing in excellence. How'd you get started? It's it's the love. It's the passion that I have for what I do. And when I do what I do, I don't look at it as a job. Um, I look at it as a possible last opportunity. Hey, this may be the last time that you'll get to do this, but it's not a job to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I truly love to do. I don't know what's going on with my hair today. <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> um, it's something that, um, I'm sorry, but it's something that I truly love to do. So therefore it's not a job to me. And I always tell people do what you love and the money will follow. That's so so when, I'll never forget when I first started off in the industry, um, because I wanted to do it so bad. Honestly, I worked for free, you know, a hundred dollars a week. I'm doing 80 hours a week. Um, my family was like, you're crazy. You know, they're ganking you. But at the end of the day, um, again, I'm a firm believer that it, whatever you put in it is definitely what you get out of it. So mm -hmm. I was dusting. I was on a mission. There were opportunities there. So even though I may have did it for at an under market value, at the end of the day, it paid off. Yes. So um, I started out as a scene dancer. Um, with Net Morris and WGPR. I One did of the that. first Black-owned TV stations in mm -hmm. the country, WGPR. And that was, uh, the WGPR, they don't may not know, Montez, it says where, where God's presence radiates. radiates. There you yeah. go. <laughs> and um, it was, you know, again, the first Black-owned um, channel. Um, Net Morris and the scene was our soul trained for those who aren't familiar with the program. So I danced on there for a few months and then they hired me as a dance coordinator, which gave me the opportunity to learn the behind the scenes of television. Mm -hmm. So after I gained an, an excessive amount of hands on training, it was then that I tried to get into mainstream television. But unfortunately, you know, it didn't work for me. So I ended up attending uh, Specs Howard School of Broadcasting. Mm -hmm. I went there for nine months. And once I became certified in radio and television um, production. Now, how old were you when about that time? Oh, my God. I'm going to say I was in my 30s. Maybe, so, yeah, so I, yeah. So I want people to understand the sacrifices that you made. I mean, you're saying some of those things, but going back to school in your yeah. 30s to a to be certified in radio and TV broadcasting at a mm -hmm. very expensive school. There's a story behind going to school because um, I used to work as an uh, assistant for the Electrifying Mojo. And that's how I got my start in radio. And I was the oh, mother wow. on the mothership. Mm -hmm. And so I was the one who used to send out the whammy cloth. But at WJLB, there was a talent by the name of Lynn Briggs. And she was yes. moving up. You yeah, know, I she went to school. She got on the radio. And it was like everything that was happening in her life, I wanted to happen for me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say I was jealous of her, but I was jealous of her because I wanted what was happening to her. She left JLB and then went out to California to work for Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. So my thing mm -hmm. has been, you don't know what she did to get there. Right. Take the necessary steps that she took to get where she's going. Mm -hmm. So she went to Specs. Well, guess what? I went to Specs too, you yeah. know, and after that, I never looked back because in my second quarter at Specs Howard, I landed a job with Barton Cablevision. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. And, and um, that was a big deal. That was the the second largest, I think New York was first, the second largest Black-owned cable franchise in the country. Right. Don Barton giving credit to Don Barton for having the vision to win in the contract. Thank you, Coleman Young, for, for allowing him to do, I mean, all the things, right? And during that time, everything is kind of coming together for Montez, right? Because she's working with Mojo, who at that time, people don't know who Mojo you know, is. It was like the Frankie Carker of Detroit. That's yeah. how I can describe Mojo because everybody like knows. Harvey of Detroit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he broke Prince and the whole nine yards and yep. he yep. did a whole bunch of other things. Um, so I landed a job at Barton Cablevision and I became a producer. I did that for about a year and a half. And um, Is that all? It seemed like it was longer. Mm -mm, a year okay. and a half. Okay. And um, I was able to pr produce Potpourri, um, which was a show that was hosted by Charlene Mitchell, yes. um, Vogue with Bobby Bradley and Daryl Sims. Then I um, created... Oh, oh, my God. Good city highlights, yeah. Yes, I love Kathy. Oh, we're just like having this Barton Union over here, right? It's like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, Blacks in Advertising Radio and Television. That was the time back in the day where it pulled all those people together, like Charlene Mitchell, Kathy, Charlene Mitchell, Kathy Young Welch. You got you got to say all three names, right? You just can't say one. Kathy Young Welch, amazing people, talented and all in the city rolling around where Motown was was like birth. Also to a lot of black media moguls like the Mojos and all that kind of stuff. But go on, go and Montez, right? <laughs> and then we're going to have to mention Donnie Simpson in here. He's flying in, right? He's, he's, he's well. coming. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's definitely coming. Um, so I um, had the opportunity during my Barton Cable days, I produced a video show called The Club and it was hosted by Lisa Lisa from WHYT. Mm -hmm. And it was okay. modeled after like Rap City, Midnight Love. You know, I would mm -hmm. watch Video Soul day in and day out, basically for content purposes, because mm -hmm. I didn't have time to view the videos as they were coming in. So I would watch, you know, BET to pick and choose what videos would fit, you know, that show um, mm -hmm. that I was working on. So during my BET days, I was working on a documentary. Um, Dangerous Society. It was at the model after a book written by Dr. Carl Taylor, because mm -hmm. I always wanted to do um, a documentary on the urban mindset, drug gains, and violence. Mm -hmm. So as growing up during that period, that, of time, yeah, uh, Boys and Co Incorporated. Yeah, I, I yeah. just, I yeah. just wanted to tap into that, you know, and just not necessarily tell their story, but you know, tell the story about mm -hmm. the mindset. Mm -hmm. um, so a, a gentleman by the name of Richard was working on a sell, ad sales presentation at Barton Cablevision, and he was across from my desk. And as I was working on the layout, he looked over my shoulder. He was impressed. I told him what I was working on. And he was like, girl, send me, you know, a resume to BET. We're looking for a producer. And I'm like, yeah, like, right, you know, like BET really going to give me a job after being told no by mainstream media. I was like, they're not going to give me a job. So when he got back to D.C., he called me. He said, girl, are you going to send your resume or what? what? He said, we're looking for a producer because okay. I did not follow up. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So it was at that time I um, took time out to do a demo. And um, two weeks later, I received a phone call from BET. There you go. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then Detroit, you left Detroit, <laughs> left us. And how long were you at BET and what shows did you work on? Um, I was um, at BET for about six years, mm -hmm. about five, six years. I um, left Detroit, went to Washington, D.C., stepped mm -hmm. out on faith, didn't even know anybody. I um, didn't have any friends nor relatives, but um, somebody from Detroit lived there and he came highly recommended. They told us back in school that sometimes you may have to live with a total stranger, you know, in order to get that job mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. until you can get yourself, you know, on your feet. Mm -hmm. So I lived with someone. He opened up his door to me and until I got myself, you know, on my feet and um, I was able to do it um, from there. But I went in as a producer for the creative services department mm -hmm. and I was producing um, promos for um, the music shows and specials, um, Michael Jackson, Black and White, Gerald mm -hmm. Levert, mm -hmm. the BET sitcoms, anything that had to do um, with the promotion department and mm -hmm. in music, I was able to do that. So they, um, I did that for like six months. Then they promoted me to the producer of Video LP. Mm -hmm. And um, Madeline Woods was the host. And um, from there, they produ uh, promoted me to the producer of um, Video Soul with Donnie Simpson, which was a dream come true. Because, yes, that too. But mm -hmm. let me back up. During my BET days, I was really obsessed. During my Barton days, I was really obsessed with BET. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to work with BET. And I would watch that channel day in, day out. I would never cut out the television. My brother would say, girl, do you watch anything else besides BET? I can be asleep and the television is still on because if I wake up in my sleep and there's a good video, then I'll write the um, song down. I'll wait for the opening, you know, for the closing mm -hmm. of the song and I would oh, take notes. God. But I've always been obsessed with BET and it was a dream come true when they assigned me to be the producer of video song. That is so good. And now, see, one of the main things you said that you paid your dues, a lot of times people think like, oh, my God, you know, so you just, you know, you, you roll in the big bucks. People don't understand that people who do what they love initially don't make a lot of money, especially in media and mm -hmm. in journalists. And that's why I have so much respect for all the journalists, you know, from Vicki Thomas, who worked at WWJ. Now she's like the, at the city of Detroit to all the people that are, quote, unquote, you know, the big journalists now, but it didn't start there. They don't realize yeah. that a lot of times they're making peanuts along the way before they really hit it big. And so I personally sometimes have a very uh, strong opinion about people who want to just jump to the top without paying the dues and say they want to, oh, I want to be on BET and I want to talk to, I don't know, Montez. So, she, so she's at BET. I want to talk to Montez. It's like, listen, you have to pay your dues just like everybody else. You just can't jump to the front of the line. <laughs> you got to take your turn and wait just like everybody else. And and really it's like you're germinating. It's 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 like it's baking. It's 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 really it's brewing to the point where you can really take all of that because at this point 
you know, starting in Detroit, working at the scene, you know, going back to school, working with Mojo, working at Barton Cable. Then, I mean, if you had just went from the scene to BET, it wouldn't be like crazy. It's yeah. like, you know, too, first of all, too starstruck to really understand the whole situation because, you know, even though these people are quote unquote famous, they're real people, but you can't be what I call, you know, you can't be fanning on the people. Absolutely. And um, that was one thing that, and that's where the humbleness come in for me. Um, I had, I vowed to God that I would never, ever let, you know, any opportunity or situation um, go to my head because when the artist or celebrity let opportunities go to their head first of all everything that's happening to you is not happening to happening to you because of you it's happening because really it's a gift from god mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. you have to like be open up to accepting it's not you it's god working through you mm -hmm. so guess what just like he gave it to you he can take it away mm -hmm. so with that being said i vow to never ever let nothing that happened in my life um, go to my head. My girlfriends mm -hmm. used to get mad. Girl, you better tell people who you are. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you need to go up to the front of the line. Don't you know who you are? I'm going to stand in line and I'm going to pay if I have to. You know, yeah. I just vow because what happens is for those who let it go to their head, when it comes to an end, it's a hard fall. Mm, that is so good. You know, it's really funny because in the, you know, we're doing all this before social media, right, my dear? So we're like OGs in this. So it was way before Facebook shoot. It was before MySpace. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so now people are just really like, I'm an influencer. Oh, really? I have 25, 30,000 on, on, on Instagram. I have 50,000 on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, so you're famous now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know who I am on Twitter? Really? This is the thing. I'm like, ooh, this is it. Yeah. I was like, talk about stuff going to your head. It was like, this stuff is not real. And as a publicist, it's, it's, I know that, you know, part of it is positioning, part of it is, is spinning, but don't ever believe your own height. Kim, he was <laughs> on Instagram and on Facebook the other day, and he was doing a little tribute to um, Tina Turner. Mm -hmm. And he, said something that really struck a nerve, which was, we have a lot of celebrities, but everybody is not a star. There you go. There you go. I love that. I love Tina it. Turner was a star. Rita Franklin was a star. Speaking of Riri. <laughs> so let's talk about that story. Monte is one of my favorite producers and one of my favorite people. So we got some people out there fanning on hey, you. Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> hey. hey, Chris. So, That's my city of Detroit, people. Yeah. I love my city of Detroit. I do. Yeah. So yes. everyone knows Aretha Franklin's from Detroit and we and Monte are from Detroit. And so sometimes, you know, we could be on Facebook or whatever. And then people will just kind of like just send you stuff. And I don't really check my DMs that much. But this one particular time, let's tell about who was in your DMs. Uh, so that story, my girlfriend plays a tambourine for Aretha Franklin. And I knew that they were at the White House in Washington, D.C. for a PBS special. And it was entitled The Women of Soul. Mm -hmm. I thought it was airing that evening on PBS. So I'm scrolling the cable dial, you know, on the Internet trying to find, you know, this um, PBS special with 
the women and the whole nine mm-hmm. yards was somehow I ended up on the White House website and the production was streaming. So I was literally in the bed watching it on my iPad, taking pictures from my camera phone, posting it on Facebook, Detroit mm-hmm. at the big house, Aretha Franklin at the White House. Everybody was like, what are you watching? What are you watching? I said, I'm not. It's streaming right now from the White House website. Mm-hmm. They're in production. Two days went by. Her publicist reached out to me, Gwen Quinn. Gwen Quinn. Hey. Yep. Montez, I just got out the phone with Aretha and she loves you. And, you know, but you got me in trouble. I said, what happened, Gwen? She said, Miss Franklin wanted to know, how is it that Montez Miller knew she was at the White House and I'm the publicist and I didn't know. She said, well, Miss Franklin, I knew you were at the White House. I just didn't know it was streaming until Montez started posting. And she was like, well, you need to get to know Montez Miller. She's in the know. She was an executive at BET. But what Miss Franklin didn't know was that Gwen and I used to work together in New York at Island Black Music. Okay. I was the director of national video promotion and after BET, I went to the music side of the industry. Mm-hmm. And so um, two days went by. This name popped up on my Facebook page. <laughs> I heard Miss Franklin was on Facebook, but yeah. She on my page. <laughs> I'm like, this can't be her. Uh, maybe the Russians didn't hack her name. <laughs> I heard she was on Facebook, but this is not Miss Franklin. It's not her. So my heart was beating fast. I was nervous whether or not it was her. But she also had to realize that just because you and I um, are engaged in the conversation, other people can chime in as well. Mm-hmm. So I started praying, Lord, please don't let nobody hit this thread right now because she thinks she can only talk to me, but anybody can chime in. Lord, please don't let nobody hit this thread. She asked me to do her social media. So I immediately went mm-hmm. out and bought a point and shoot camera back then. That was sufficient for social media. But then the follow-up conversation was the pictures you take I want you to send them to a tree magazine. Huh? <laughs> Girl, I do video for a living. I don't do photography. I've never shot a picture no more than, you know, what's right. coming from the cell phone. But I'm like, oh, my God, she's talking professional. So thank God I had the money. So I was able to go to the store and um, purchase a camera. I told the gentleman, I said, look, I have the opportunity of the lifetime on the table. It could make me or break me. I said, I don't care how much it costs. Give it to me. I'm not professional, but I want to look the part. I can't go in there with a cell phone. Talk about, Let me take a picture of you I'm with Miss Franklin. So fortunately, um, I purchased a camera and everything that I needed to look the part. And um, she took me on a trip with her to Harvard, where she was being honored a doctorate. Mm. And um, it was because of Miss Franklin that I picked up a camera. I never, ever thought about doing still photography. Who were those photos behind you over there? Oh, my God. (laughs) So so those of you who are listening on the podcast can't really hear, can't can't really see this, but she Mm. has one big picture of President Obama. Who took that shot? All the pictures that you see on the wall mm-hmm. are mine. 
this is like my COVID project. I um I have like a whole box of autographs and pictures that I collected, you know, over the years through um, my BET days and Barton Cable days. And I always wanted to put those pictures in a frame and on the wall. So mm-hmm. when COVID happened, I got ready to hang those. Somebody was like, why are you hanging those pictures? You should hang your own. I said, you know what? You're right. So on the wall, um, you have former President Obama, mm-hmm. the spirit of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, Billy Gibbons, um, the, um, the look at me trying to get it right. My um, right here. Mm-hmm. That's my COVID shot. Just before COVID happened, I was taking pictures of the um, Detroit Pistons and the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I thought that was best. Yeah, that came from there. And then we have DL here, Reverend L. Sharpton. Oh my God! Um, oh God! Is that, that is that Sharpton before or after the wait? Um, like after. after he was yes, here yes. for mm-hmm. um, a Democratic. Um, so um, you're shooting black and white, you're shooting action, you're shooting. I mean, you you then at this point are like <laughs> learning how to shoot, right? It's like getting the shot. And, yeah. you know, I'm just looking at the, the, your career. It's such full circle and you make these pivots, right? Starting at Christmas, starting at the scene as a dancer, right? This right. is like one of the things, just doing what you love. Doing what you love, stepping out. What 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 is really uncomfortable, though doing some things but always in terms of media always within that part media and music and entertainment and video and those kind of things she says something if you all remember she says she was obsessed with BET black entertainment television I mean she's her own BET I mean her company the Montez group is really a production house so someone wanted to get any kind of integrated marketing it's in her wheelhouse to do and it takes 10 years to be overnight success, 30 years to become like a master at this. And Montez is a master at it. And she does it with such finesse, you know, you know, just some people just have such finesse and she worked with the city. She was taking shots for them. I mean, she's done a lot of different things, but it has not been easy. And what I want people to understand is that when you want to pitch the media to, to one, um, respect them from the standpoint to know that they didn't just start out like working as the managing editor, right? They had to, they had to go through different steps or whatever. So you want to always be nice to people along the way. They may not be where like the managing editor or the pr- publisher or the producer, but you still are nice to people along the way. You never know where they're going to end up. You never know where they're going to end up. And mm-hmm. I try to be cordial, you know, to everybody and everybody is not going to like you. And to those, you know, who don't like me and whatever the case may be, I still love you. Mm-hmm. But you try to be cordial to everybody yeah. and don't look at nobody as having less than because it's that person that has the less than that would bring you more than. Ooh. Yes, that is so true. That is so true. Yeah. The, the whole thing, um, John John Barfield, um, he passed a few years ago. He's from Detroit, but John Barfield died a billionaire, but he started out as a janitor. He, he has a book called Starting from Scratch. I helped him with that, you know. So you just never know, and especially in the industry of media and, and marketing and music and all those kind of things. You want to make sure that you're always cordial and that, you know, social media has become like this whole big, 
you know, thing, but still realize that it's individual people behind each one of those names, whether it's on LinkedIn or whatever, you know, I see Ricky, you know, um, and Chris, they're on here. They're they're really, there's people behind each of the names. So don't just think like, oh, I'm collecting this so I can be, if I hit 10,000, I could be influenced or I hit 25,000, I get a book deal. If I hit 50,000, you know, whatever, whatever, I get paid on my YouTube channel. I mean, at this point, we're like taking the social out of the social media. It's like, Absolutely. And that's one thing I learned um, from um, social media and Miss Franklin. I tell everybody to use social media as a marketing tool. Right now, it's free. Mm-hmm. You're getting away with like a whole bunch of free ad, free advertisement commercials, mm-hmm. whatever you a, fr- a lot of free opportunities to show the world who you are. Mm-hmm. So, whatever it is that's on the inside of you, whatever it is that you want to do, make your social media page represent pop. you. Yeah, make it pop. Whatever yeah. it is. That you mm-hmm. want to do, whether it's on Instagram, LinkedIn, or whatever, all that other stuff and fun stuff and and none the shenanigans. No, you're wasting time if you're not using social media to market you. Mm-hmm. That is good. That is good because there are people out there, honestly, that's looking for you, mm-hmm. but they don't know where to find you if you're right. not displaying who you are you're not visible you got to get out there and get known that's one of the main things that is so good that is so good so montez montez miller she can go to the montezgroup.com uh she does photography video editing i mean just all the things that have to do with the audiovisual world right yeah. and I, it's integrated marketing so i'm excited um not to cut you off but we're gearing up for our bet reunion so that's what's gonna happen next month so I'll be able yeah. to, you know, reconnect. Oh my God. Ronnie Simpson be- and everybody. So I'm excited. This that is, is gonna cool. be so cool. That is gonna be so cool. So I, I look forward to seeing all of the photos about that, all of the live streaming, all those things. It, oh, they coming, trust me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for joining coming. us today. I thank appreciate you. you and um I just, I just really just think it's going to be really, really good. So I just know we, we keep running to each other online and that kind of thing. So we got to see each other soon, probably down at the, the Aretha Franklin uh, Grand Prix this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. And then also too, not the Aretha. They, they, they we, we changed the name of Shane Park to the, the Aretha. Yes, yeah. Aretha. Isn't yes, that, that girl, is very girl. cool. That was so, such a, a so that's wonderful how you honor. Yeah, you want to live your life, make an impact like that, where they just name centers after you you know yes. that kind of all righty well thank you so much for joining us today thank you thank you for having me um really this is like wow and i'm just being honest because i don't do interviews and i'm trying to come off of my comfort zone you know because i do like the behind the scenes and know. you know i was talking to somebody the other day girl because i got them designing me some sneakers for the B- for the bet reunion okay we're having a sneakers ball so i got dana harris she's going to design me these bet um um shoes you know with the mm-hmm. studs and the logo on it and i was talking to her she said you used to work at bet and i was like girl yeah i was the producer of video so she said girl i ain't even know <laughs> i was like 
Thank you. But Pam, I love you and continue to walk in the light because you, young lady, you have everybody's light shine bright. Oh, continue speaking. Oh, thank you so much, Montez. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to try and do some producer stuff over here, and we're going to see how this works out over here, and then we're going to end the show. You're doing a wonderful job. You're doing a wonderful job. Thanks. I'm Pam Perry, and I am out. Hey, this is Pam Perry. Really giving you a PR pep talk. How to get publicity. What can it do for you? Why do you need it? What's it do? How much it costs? I'm going to answer those questions in a sec. So what can quick media coverage do? It can help you increase your visibility online, extend your reach, stand up from the crowd, higher ranking on Google, so you can get found. SEO is important. That's what PR can do for you, for sure. So when you're ready, go to PamPerryPR.com. Love for you to get out there and get known. Get in all of the media that you see on the website, PamPerryPR.com. Take a pic of the packages for the PR on PamPerryPR.com. All righty, we'll see you there. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.